Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a future Emma podcast where today we're going back to where we left off all those months ago with season three, episode nine, The Bird Bot of Ice Catraz. I am Lindsay Wilson, joined as always following a brush with death. Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going? <laughs> Hello, I'm good. I'm excited. We are coming from the year 2023 all the way back to 2001. What what lessons have we learned from in the 20 years that, that have spanned since this Futurama episode aired? I mean, not a lot. It seems like this is very relevant. Where it's like, <laughs> let's just keep like spilling oil all over a bunch of penguins. <laughs> I don't know. It felt like it wasn't that different from the stuff we were talking about back in 2001. Yeah. Also very similar vibes of the episode in general. I feel like we have not innovated a ton in the 20 years, which is both good and bad. I mean, I think our takeaway from that new from the new season is like, yeah, this felt like identical in almost every way for good and bad. So yeah, we're we're back. We're 2001. back. We're back. Incredible. Yeah, I am actually very impressed with us. We made it all the way through a season. (laughs) We got through the reboot. We made it back. Here we are again. Do you want to tell people about how I said you almost died? I was like slightly ill for, you know, eight hours. I was telling Lindsay this. And then we just like happened to not talk for a week. We we just, I, I don't know at what point we decided. Oh yeah, at that point we decided, hey, we're, let's take a week off. Alex is sick. Lindsay's like got a lot of stuff going on with work. And so we just like didn't talk for a week and a half. And so <laughs> Lindsay was like, ah, he's probably, probably dead. Probably did. Yeah. Normally we don't go that long without speaking. And I realized that like the last thing you had said to me was like, not feeling well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fading fast. Uh-huh. So anyway, I'm very glad you're alive. I'm glad we made it through season 11 slash eight. And how does it feel to be back in season three? Uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I, I think I'll be interested to hear your take. I think this is overall better than like the average episode from the most recent season. I, it's hard to pinpoint why. I think it's just like funnier i don't know mm-hmm. but yeah i enjoyed this episode i thought it was pretty good did you see that futurama was renewed for two more seasons at hulu no i didn't and that is a bit of a yeah. shock <laughs> so we're, we're locked in all the way through 2025 or whatever wow job security yeah <laughs> incredible wow i had no idea yeah well that's that's good how was your week alex my week was good yeah so i was sick for like six hours and then have been like incredibly healthy, incredibly <laughs> vibrant living life. I saw a movie. This, mm-hmm. These are my vibrant life activities. Like yeah. sitting in <laughs> watching screens. Out loud. You had friends uh, in town, I think. Yes, we had friends in town. What did we do with them? We saw a comedy show. Like did you see nice the little... same one over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So last night we had tickets for an off-Broadway one-man show that we bought off of the these, the cheap ticket service that we that we bought and have access to unlimited magic shows through so we bought tickets for this and this service is great because so we've gone to magic show we've gone to the orchestra once and then it also allows you to experience the relief of canceling plans where we bought these tickets and then we were like man i don't i really don't want to go to that and so we got to cancel (laughs) plans and just be inside and safe in our house all night so Great service yeah. overall. You occasionally see things and then you also get to to cancel your plans. Love that. That's incredible. Great <laughs> stuff. <laughs> what a, what have you been up to? It was Jeremy's birthday. It was Jeremy's birthday. Yes. Beloved friend of the pod. It was his birthday on Wednesday. So happy birthday, Jeremy. And mm-hmm. he came here yesterday. I spent hours making him a cake, which he then said later, Lindsay needed it to be good, which is unfortunately extremely accurate. And it was, it was very good. <laughs> so I was very relieved. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch any Simpsons? 
We did, yes. In spite of Cameron, we watched the monorail <laughs> episode because I had made a nice. reference to Mr. Sinrub and he didn't really remember <laughs> that. So we watched it. And then wow. he wanted Cam to see Lisa's substitute so that he could be like, oh, look, isn't this exactly Lindsay? So we watched yeah. that one and it was very good. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but yeah, we were talking, we were discussing what Simpsons episodes to show people to mm-hmm. get them into the show. And I shared that I showed someone uh, streetcar named Marge, which coming out of the Simpsons podcast that me and Lindsay did, like both of us unanimously declared that to be our favorite episode after yep. watching probably, you know, 60 of the classic old school episodes. Mm-hmm. We, we both somehow ended up with uh, streetcar named Marge as our favorite. So I was like, okay, I'll show this to this person. And they were immediately like, Homer's off with Marge. This isn't fun. I hate this. And I was like, ah, you're uh. <laughs> <Hey>, fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so that's that situation. <laughs> I don't think that we converted Cam, but I think he liked Lisa Substitute better than the Monorail episode. Even though I told him that Conan wrote the Monorail episode, it didn't seem to help. Conan so. does have a lot of cachet for people that are like, oh, I don't know about this. And it's like, well, do you like Conan? Because he yeah. did all of this. Are you a monster who doesn't like Conan <laughs> O'Brien? <laughs> that's incredible. All right. So should we talk about this Birdbot episode? One of the wackier title names. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I vaguely looked up what this title was about. Did you do any research on this? Yeah, I think I had done it in the past, or perhaps I had heard. Maybe Jeremy told me about the Birdman of Alcatraz. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do have the Wikipedia page open if you would like to engage with that now. Yes, sure. So (laughs) do you want to explain what this what the deal with this guy was? Yes. So this is a a movie. It was called Birdman of Alcatraz, but it was based on the life of Robert Stroud, who was the Birdman of Alcatraz, but also like the I think they called him like the Birdman of Leavenworth or something, where basically he was this like notorious murderer. But then while he was in prison and in solitary confinement, he like rescued some birds and nursed them back mm-hmm. to health. And then the thing that I thought was interesting is he became kind of like a renowned ornithologist because while he was in prison, he wrote two books, one of which is a 60,000 word treatise called Diseases wow. of Canaries. And then later, a digest on the diseases of birds. So pretty good. Made several important contributions to avian pathology. So there we go. Murder is not great, but avian pathology doing great work there. (laughs) Yes. And apparently when he was actually in Alcatraz, he was not allowed to have access to birds, much to his chagrin. Yes. So I'm not sure why it's called the Birdman of Alcatraz when like all the bird stuff happened in another prison. But but yeah, he did end up at Alcatraz at a certain point. I think it's just like he's the character. Like, you know, it's like... You got to imagine most people in prison are just like anywhere else in in life are like kind of boring. Like there's just like a bunch of average people with not like crazy personalities. And so when you get like, oh, that's bird guy, um, you know, that just becomes his his, his, <laughs> that's his thing. His thing where he's constantly yeah. being like, can I have some birds? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um... not super clear why this title, the title of the episode is the bird bot of Acecatraz. There's I mean, obviously, we're dealing with penguins. Bender becomes a penguin, but very little connection to prison. Not, not so birds, much. It's, it's a bit shoehorned in where it's like the bird man, <laughs> the bird bot. Like, I don't know. This, this guy didn't like start. I don't really think there was anything about him starting to relate to the birds or thinking that he was a bird. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a bit strange. I'm going to do some quick chat GPTing while, while we continue with this this podcast. Great. I love that. Yes. Okay. Well, we're not going to get very far before I derail us again, because the opening subtitle on this was Now with Chucklin, and I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> I also did not know what that was. I assume that this is like some additive that was added to food of like 
like now this has you know penicillin in it like not penicillin right. but you know did you did you do any research on what this is well, I took it to mean the same thing. I was like, now there's an additive in here that's going to make you chuckle. I don't know. So I looked it up and I just put like, now with chuckle in. And the only thing that came up is like a reference to Futurama. And then just like the word chuckle in the same thing. Everyone's just like, it's <laughs> Futurama. So I'm pretty yeah. sure it's just like, it's supposed to make you laugh, I guess. All right. So here is my chat GBTing. Give alternate titles for the Futurama episode, The Bird Bot of Ice Catraz. Yeah, future ChatGPT is also confused. I think it is not paying attention to the actual plot of the episode. It's giving all sorts of prison prison examples: feathered fugitives, avian outlaws on ice, the avian <laughs> escape plan. <That's> more accurate. <laughs> Please give me new titles based on the content of the episode. Okay, penguin peril and robot rescue. It's very bland. R- Robo penguins on the loose. Waddles, Wires, and Wild Getaways, Chaos in the Cold Clink. Wow. None of these are very Futurama-esque. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, writers. You're (laughs) you're keeping your job for now. Prove your your value once again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Incredible. All right. Well, for Boop Corner this week, what do you have, Alex? Boop, there it is. I have a man kissing a big round head. It almost looked like they were like kissing a planet or like maybe a like goldfish bowl or something what do we have here this is from coco the clown who is an animated cartoon character created by by max fleischer who i think we've talked about before he appeared in something called out of the inkwell which was a major animated series in the silent era the reason it's most relevant to us well i guess we did talk about this guy because he's the one who invented the rotoscope but (laughs) oh of course what a guy Yes. And so this is very relevant to our purposes because throughout the series, this clown goes on many adventures with his canine companion, Fitz the dog, who would later become Bimbo in the Betty Boop cartoons. Okay. Uh, I Beloved ex-boss Adam texted me. Let me find the text. <laughs> I, have, I have four Adams in my contact list. One is Adam. <laughs> number two is Adam. Number three is Adam with the last name. And number four is Adam A. So <laughs> helpful. <laughs> yeah. Do you do that where I always I always like to give the first person that I met with a name like no last name in my phone like they got the top billing. Um, yes, so, sometimes I, that happens. Not usually based on who I met first, but let me see while you're doing that. Yeah, I, I've got like mostly last names. I feel like if it's someone I don't really know very well, I don't last name them. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever like, you know, Adam dash hinge? Did you ever have that kind of Definitely, contact? Definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah, like, so my old neighbor used, was named Dan, and it says Dan neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite is, do you know the board game Diplomacy? It's like uh, long yes, form risk. We had like a long form diplomacy game going on. So I think I have Dylan dash Russia in my phone. <laughs> wow, very good. Yeah, I've got a couple other ones like that of Brad Theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Someone got a little Brad Theater. Working at the theater. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so beloved uh, ex-boss Adam sent me the article, Ice Spice Turns Head in a Racy Betty Boop Halloween Costume. So oh. people are out there living their best Betty Boop lives. With Ice Spice. <laughs> I, I I honestly don't know. Is it the sixth Spice Girl? <laughs> this is a very young American rapper who was born in the year 2000. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, this Ice probably spice. makes us sound old. I would guess that the large majority of our listeners have no idea who Ice Spice is. I would guess that is probably true. I mean, like, I think we are old, but I think all of our listeners are also equally as old. Such a racy costume. But... 
I do like the Betty Boop vibe. Keep, yeah. Keeping her keeping her alive out there, really embodying the spirit of Betty Boop. So <laughs> incredible. All right. So this episode opens up on Fry basically destroying the environment by eating these cookies that Leela describes as fresh, delicious, but terrible for the environment because it's like basically an Oreo where each cookie piece and then the filling are all individually wrapped. And then you like smush them together with this little press. And then Fry is just eating the icing out of the middle and throwing the cookies away. Yes. Yeah, very funny. This remains especially relevant. I feel like people are still doing this kind of stuff, like individually bagged, tiny potato chip bags, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We are still very addicted to opening Pokemon cards at our household here. And the Pokemon card packaging is like totally out of control. It's like insane (laughs) cardboard boxes and insane plastic for like three packs. Tisk tisk. Yeah. Yes. Killing the planet with your Pokemon addiction. (laughs) Yeah. And then Bender is also spraying aerosols, which I think was very topical at the time. I think people still are like, aerosols are bad, but it feels to me like very much late 90s, early 2000s. It was big, like aerosols are like wiping out the ozone layer. <laughs> yeah, I like that Bender's antenna gets like all slicked back when he uses the aerosol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes it, it makes his antenna smell nice. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then as they're talking about this, basically she's saying like, we're damaging the planet and they're like, who cares? It's not like it's the only planet we have. And then the professor comes in and he's like, I'm going to send you all on a highly controversial mission. And then Fry says, controversial? He goes, oh my, no. And then in the next scene, he's like, on this highly controversial mission. <laughs> yeah, I love, I mean, the this episode gets right to the point. We're doing like oil spill episode. They're hauling dark matter oil and there's protesters. And yeah, they have to haul it around the penguin preserve on Pluto. For some reason, feels like they could have just gone around. Yeah, Leela asks at one point, like, why do we have to get so close to this Penguin Reserve? And it's because they're avoiding the toll booth or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they get right to the point here. This did remind me a bit of, I've been recently watching some old Simpsons and the episode with the burlesque house where they mm-hmm. end up having to go and clean up a thousands and thousands of rocks because all the celebrities <laughs> are cleaning the animals. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not enough uh, like baby seals to to clean off. Yeah, exactly. Oil spill is very top of mind at this time. But mm-hmm. anyway, they're also going to have to go past some protesters. And Fry's like, wait, there are protesters? And they're like, that's right, 6,000 hulls. <laughs> yeah. So it's an entirely leak proof boat, which obviously this is Chekhov's 6,000 hulls. Yes. So Lilita says that she can't participate. She's actually going to go join the protesters. And the professor makes her hand over her captain's jacket. <laughs> Yes. Bender becomes the captain. I really liked this subplot of Bender just being like old timey pirate slash Mm -hmm. like, you know, old sea ship captain. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like we don't get enough of this of flying around in space with with the captain. We don't get enough like old timey nautical terminology. Yes, agreed. I love his hat. It's truly incredible. This like old timey pirate sea captain <laughs> hat and he does all kinds of like you've been invited to the sit at the captain's table and he's like just yeah. taking it so seriously instantly goes to his head and zoidberg Reminds is just me. very much like yes i love this like he's incredible you get to sit at the captain's table what an honor yeah i do like that they kind of like cut down the crew this episode like it's mm-hmm. only fry bender and zoidberg in yep. the ship so like nobody else is there and yeah it does make it seem like a little bit more tight not mm-hmm. a million characters all saying different things i, I thought of the British captain from Pirates of the Caribbean. What's your what's your pirates ability or knowledge? Yeah, I was really into it. The first two in particular. I think I saw the third one, but don't think I saw more than that. Were there more than that? I don't even know. Yeah, I um, think they 
I think they've done two after that original trilogy, but they put them yeah. have been very bad. Yeah. So I definitely I think I saw all three of those, but I have seen the first and second one like a bunch of times. Yeah. Amazing movies. Yeah. Um, love the snooty British captain with the giant mm-hmm. hat all on the hat is very similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We also get introduced at this point to the Penguins Unlimited group and the <laughs> leader of this place is like, is very funny, very stereotypical. And he's like, oh, don't applaud. Like every time you hit your hands together, you're killing a bunch of spores that would become a fungus. <laughs> so like just show your approval with a friendly thumbs up. Yeah, I loved it. Please hold your thumbs until the end. Yes, very good. Very appropriate for us as we've just discovered that Zoom will now allow us to thumbs up at each other to give a reaction. Yeah. The slowest digital thumbs up that has ever been delivered to someone. I have to hold it here for like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yes. And so they're going to create a nonviolent human circle around the tanker, I guess, so that they can't get it out of there. Um, And then we see Bender uh, attaching the ship to it. And that's when we also get introduced to Fry being given the nickname Wiggles, which Jeremy was always very fond of. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love Fry Hand Bender, the like captain's handbook. And it's like a little like hard, hard book, children's book with pop ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has pop ups everywhere. I can't remember what it said. It's like now with a pop up something part of a ship. Yeah. yeah. But so they connect to this. U- I was going to say U Haul because Bender says we're hitched up tighter than Davy Jones's U Haul. But anyway, they just go straight over the human piece ring. And Leela's like, what the hell? Like, didn't you remember that spaceships can travel in three dimensions? <laughs> So yeah, I, to be fair, to be fair, I, I saw this joke coming where uh, they they show the like ring just around the spaceship floating in space, and you immediately realize, oh, that's not gonna that's not gonna do anything. Not gonna help. <laughs> yes, and so they all go to Pluto. They're gonna stop. I guess they're just gonna like protest as it goes over. I'm not really sure, but it shows these adorable little baby penguins. Very cute. Yes, the leader of the like eco-friendly hippies starts to become like a bit of a perv he's like rub your body with permafrost it it's nature's long johns he Mm -hmm. uh he then suggests later in the episode like putting your hands between your buttocks to to warm them up nature's pocket Uh, yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this guy very very funny lines but also you're like oh god and leela's like at that point she's like i'm just like gonna leave yeah, I, I I love this guy. I mean, such great voice acting from it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, very mellow, hippie, but also, like, clearly has a... Please hold your thumbs uh, until the end. Yeah, like, very, <laughs> very mild-mannered. But then, like, you, the kind of twist at the end where they they turn into, like, a hunting group is also... You can mm-hmm. very much see it happening of, like, oh, these people are also, like, really holding back a lot of, like, anger. <laughs> yes, as I was looking into this, I had read about this episode where they were like penguins unlimited is clearly a spoof on ducks unlimited which i had heard of but what i didn't realize until looking into this is that like 90 percent of the members of ducks unlimited are duck hunters are just in it for duck hunting yeah so they're like preserve the wetlands so we can keep killing ducks which i thought was very funny (laughs) it's all too real yeah but yeah, anyway, so Fry is getting increasingly annoyed with Bender and Bender asks him to make a toast in his honor. And he's like, to Captain Bender, he's the best at being a jerk and his big, ugly face is as dumb as a butt. And Zoidberg <laughs> is just like enchanted with Bender. He's like, oh, my God, he's incredible. I love him. But yeah. Fry storms out and it it very much upsets Bender. They're like they're having this meal at a ping pong table kind of like mm-hmm. feels like it's down in like the hull of the ship. I, I, it just feels different than a normal episode for some reason, like between mm-hmm half the crew not being there and then also just like being Captain down Bender. in the bowels of the ship yeah definitely feels like a different side of the of the ship 
Yes, agreed for sure. And so Bender is really upset. He's like, oh, a captain can't drink without his first mate. And so he goes on a sobriety binge. We've seen a few of these at this point, I think, where yeah. Bender really struggles when he's not drinking. And he's got the, the rust around his beard zone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I couldn't remember if we've seen the rust around his, yeah, like five o'clock shadow, but like such a mm-hmm. such a good detail. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened in the like I roommate episode as well. Yeah. Where every time he doesn't drink, he gets all this rust and looks like a beard. It always makes me think of that scene in The Simpsons where Homer shaves clean and then his five o'clock <laughs> shadow like pops back into place three seconds later. <laughs> so good. Yes. And Bender is still flying the ship and Zweitberg's trying to reason with him. He's like, please, I love you like a father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so Leela from the planet is like, oh God, like Bender's flying too low and he's upside down. And then all of 6,000 <laughs> hulls get breached and there's oil everywhere. Yeah, I, I love they say. If only they built built it with 6,001 homes. That, when yes. will they learn? When will they learn? Yeah, and Bender ultimately is only sentenced to five hours of community service. <laughs> the incompetent prosecutor, rooster guy, he's like, oh yeah, like I could have done better for you, but I am in prison for incompetence. He also says he's in a 12-piece bucket of trouble. <laughs> yeah, I love the, the camera is like close on Bender and the prosecutor and like uh, you, you see Bender is like behind bars and then at the end of the scene it pulls back and you realize that the rooster lawyer is, is actually the one in jail. <laughs> Very good. I also skipped over, but the oil spill is being covered on TV and they show all this footage of the penguins like coughing and slipping in the oil and then there's all these slide whistles and stuff and they're like sound effects added to lessen tragedy. Yeah, I love the line. Continuing coverage of our tragic but far away story. <laughs> but far away yep. yeah very good so they're cleaning all these penguins alila very cute where she's like advising one of them to stay away from the puffin twins <laughs> now you stay away from those puffin twins yes yeah i also always find it very funny when she goes to lula goes and criticizes bender for not also cleaning the black parts of the penguin <laughs> yeah <laughs> right bender's just got the the oil off the white parts but she kind of like touches the black parts and comes away all sticky <laughs> yeah very good so Leela suddenly realizes that Bender is gone missing and it's because when the guards looked away from him so they could hug each other he like put on a tuxedo and waddled out among the penguins and just like hid in their midst yeah this is Robocop I don't know the actual character's name and his human partner but they're they're in their fields there this episode they're they're talking with each other hugging each other getting distracted yes I believe that guy is named Earl spelled URL of course Yes, and then I don't know what his partner's name is. Let's see. Smitty. <laughs> Smitty. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, incredible. So, yes, very much in their feels. And then they're like, oh, this is why the chief always says no hugging. It's like bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So anyway, Leela is like, oh, my God, where is he? It's freezing out there. And she goes to find Zoidberg and Fry. And they've been sent in for being incompetent and also for eating penguin eggs. Fry's like, you ate most of them. <laughs> Yeah, I like that Leela says that it is 20 degrees below absolute zero when you account for wind chill. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cam gets really annoyed when people talk about wind chill. He's like, it's not a real thing. And I was like, I mean, it's definitely colder when it's windy. <laughs> I definitely don't really understand the feels like temperature mm-hmm. of what that means. And I think like wind chill falls within that category of like, definitely. Well, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels colder than it is. But yeah, yeah fair. 
So anyway, Fry puts on Bender's captain hat and Leela's like, what are you doing? Like, he's just a few yards away. Like, you don't need to take the <laughs> spaceship. And he's like, I'm in charge now. And then that's on Zoidberg. Very much like a, what's the word here? He's very like into authority, I guess. Really loves a man in a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Sycophantic. I don't know. He's like just mm. kind of like sucking up to whoever is, is in charge. Yes, he's we'll follow in. whoever. Yeah. <laughs> follow him into hell and back. Bender is just down amongst all the penguins sleeping, and then he gets knocked into the water and is quickly attacked by an orca. And when he gets thrown back up on land, he reboots and thinks that he is a penguin. Yes. Did you clock what the like rebooting protocol was for being a penguin? Yes. It said his tasks are acquire food and frolic. <laughs> Very cute. Very cute. Yes. Do you ever watch Atypical? Atypical? No, I didn't. Show on Netflix about a teenager who has autism but he's really into penguins and i feel like it was it did a very good job of showcasing the joy of penguins <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking i mean this was closer to like planet earth for me of you know lots of penguin documentaries have you yes, seen March that the penguins you, yes mark the penguins of course freaking the guy that did mad max george miller i think was the director of happy feet like mm. <laughs> Uh, which is always the most bizarre thing of like incredibly like badass and metal chase movie <laughs> also directing happy feet think of it like did, a dancing penguin <laughs> yeah did you see that netflix released a planet earth like documentary but it's like all cgi with the dinosaurs yes i haven't this? watched it yet but the morgan freeman one brand new yes I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like the the joy of planet Earth is like understanding the like lengths that they had to go to to get that footage and yeah. like doing a CGI equivalent of that feels feels weird to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably depends. Like, I agree. The lengths they have to go to to get the footage is like definitely the joy of the, the nature documentary. But that being said, did you watch Prehistoric Planet on Apple Plus? I did not. What was that? So that was the David Attenborough. They got him okay. to participate wow. in like full on like nature documentary style dinosaur stuff and it's like the okay most so it's the exact like, same thing that netflix is doing netflix is pretty like much literally just ripping it off except that this one was like all dinosaurs through the whole thing and there were probably like yeah. 12 episodes or something and they were using like the most up-to-date paleontology that they have and they made it it was like you're sitting there being like whoa how did they get footage of a t-rex okay, anyway, wow. it was incredible yeah and apparently they like i listened to an interview where they talked to david attenborough and they were like oh, would you maybe be interested in this? And he's like, I've kind of done everything. Like I've done every documentary. And they were like, yeah, but this is cool. And Not Washington this. Was like, well, this is incredible. And he was okay, really- Wow, what an endorsement. It. I was I was being like a huge hater on um, yeah, CGI nature documentary. Yeah, I can't speak to whether this one is as good, but the prehistoric planet one was really good. <laughs> okay, I'm pumped for it. They're doing, they did a uh, planet earth three, which is the title of that is just like so funny of <laughs> uh, planet earth, the sequel or the third one. Yeah, the third one. No, I love a nature documentary, so I'm very excited. All right, so let's see. Back at the Penguins Unlimited place, they are revealing that the penguins are basically all horned up. They said that it's like <laughs> a, the dark matter is some kind of perverted trail mix of penguin estrogen, penguin Viagra, and Spanish penguin fly. Yeah, uh, I, I think I didn't clock that the the hippie guy, his shtick is saying it's nature's blank, whether like it's nature's <laughs> pockets, it's nature's this, he says it's nature's sex drug. Uh -huh. 
Yes. Yes. And so the birds are multiplying and instead of their usual rate of laying one egg per year, both males and females are now laying six eggs every 15 minutes and they hatch in 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a man in the audience over gasps. He had mm-hmm. gasped so much of these uh, revelations that he like has to be taken away. Yes. I've always loved that line. This man is over gasped. Yeah. yeah, they say like you know, the the only humane thing to do to keep them from starving to death <laughs> is to go penguin hunting. And Leela's like, wait, what? Like, I thought we weren't gonna do this. I thought we love penguins. And they're like, well, surely you agree that like a quick and painless death is better than weeks of starvation. So. Yeah, I, I love that. Just like the composition of the protest group now is like very suddenly like redneck, like Scruffy mm-hmm. is there with a gun, and like all of these other like hunters suddenly show up when before i did not notice what the like background characters in the protesters were like but i think they were just like normal background mm-hmm. characters and i love that all of a sudden they're just hunters yes exactly i think they were like hippies before and now they're hunters yeah. but yeah so they say lila's upset because she's like oh my god you're enjoying this he's like no nobody likes shooting penguins but if you have to shoot penguins you might as well enjoy it and Lila's <laughs> like well if it's fun in any way then it's not environmentalism and they convince her that it's better to do it this way and we see Lila being like, okay, got to kill entire families. Don't leave any orphans. <laughs> Don't leave orphans. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, Bender, I think we kind of skipped over. Bender is like a penguin. There's like some montages of Bender speaking penguin, like getting a little penguin family of his own. He has like all these misadventures. The <laughs> yes, exactly. He sits on the eggs, but breaks them. He's like fishing with his antenna. So I like this Bender stuff. Yes. Very cute. And then speaking of Bender, Lila is like, okay, it's just like shooting a little butler or murdering a little butler. (laughs) And then she tries to shoot one, starts crying hysterically, and then it turns out that she shot Bender, who now is resetting as a human. Yeah, the tasks as a human are to bend and to cheese it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And yeah, they basically are like, why aren't you shooting birds indiscriminately? (laughs) Uh, And Bender starts basically the like fighting back of the penguin crew, whatever. Yeah, I love that uh, before Bender like activates them to fight back, their plan is to stand still. It's our only hope. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Bender's like, no, we have to attack them on the beaches and on the ice flows or whatever. And mm-hmm. they kill the leader of this hunting group slash environmental group. Like, make sure they use every part of my body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love there was, I don't know who said this line. Maybe, maybe Leela. Why you're not a tree hugging kook at all. When, when yes. it's that they're, they're hunters. <laughs> Yes, and they say that the penguins used to be such peaceful birds. I assume this is Bender's doing. And he's like, yeah, I taught them, like, if it ain't black and white, peck, scratch, and bite. But then he takes off his tuxedo, so they go after him because they don't recognize him anymore. It's me, your lovable dictator. Yes. <laughs> what did you think of this misdirective at the toboggan? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So they, they're at, like, the top of a hill. Lila says, oh, if only we had a toboggan, looks at Bender because he's metal, and then cut to Bender riding Lila. I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it, but I was like, you could go either way with Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah, so- sometimes the like obvious misdirects get me, and sometimes uh, I'm not a fan at all. It's hard to it's hard to say which ones. I would say this lands more on the eye roll for me. Uh-huh. Yes, you're a complicated man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So they try to escape on a floating slab of ice, and then Fender's like, oh crap, I forgot they could swim. And <laughs> all the penguins just come toward him. <laughs> But then Fry brings the Planet Express ship down. It's like, Wiggles! And that tips the ice, causing all of the penguins to slide into the mouth of an orca, which Wikipedia tells me is a reference to the 1977 film Orca. 
I saw that. That must be a brutal film of like the yeah, they're just slowly sliding down into like the open maw of the of the orca. Yes, well, apparently, so this film was roundly criticized for being very similar to Jaws. <laughs> uh, it also featured uh, Richard Harris as the star, which is pretty funny, because I'm pretty sure, yes, he's the one who was Dumbledore for a while. <laughs> oh, of course. That um, guy was great. I loved OG Dumbledore. Yeah, pretty baffling. There was part of this where it was like, while he was filming this movie, he saw his wife with a guy on the beach or something, and he was going to quit production so he could go kill his wife. What? Troubling okay, maybe... It- Okay, maybe I should no longer say I love OG Dumbledore. Yeah, we don't stand Richard Harris anymore. Maybe yeah. I don't know if that's true. But uh, yeah, it said he'd begun to drink heavily and he was going to go kill them. Uh, and he also insisted on performing his own stunts in the polar sequences and was nearly killed on multiple occasions. Wow. Odd. So, yes. But anyway, the end of this is that this guy who was a sea captain who killed a lady orca who was pregnant. And so the father of the unborn orca is like (laughs) let me terrorize this village and sink a bunch of ships and he's determined to kill this captain who killed his orca wife and he ends up pulling down a piece of ice or whatever the orca separates the icebergs trapping nolan the whale jumps onto the ice causing it to tilt and sending nolan into the water the whale lifts him up with his tail throws him onto another iceberg while bedford looks on helplessly his revenge complete the whale swims southward under the ice while a helicopter comes to rescue the other guy so yes, apparently it was a person, not a lot of penguins. In yeah. Are you a, there's like the whole genre of like shark attack movies, apparently whale attack movies. Is that up your mm, alley at all? N- not for me. Very much not. Yeah. I know this was a, a thing that was discussed at length on Modern Family in a very early one where Claire and Phil are like, we're going to go see Sharktopus. And I always thought that sounded very <laughs> funny, but this is not for me. Not these big monster animal things. Yeah. I not Not really for me either. So yeah, so they get on the ship, everyone goes home, and Leela's like, yeah, I didn't really solve the problem, but like nature will sort itself out. And uh, then it just shows two penguins with guns that were left behind, and they're kind of like pointing them at each other. Haphazardly pointing them at each other, and then gunshots go off as we go to credits. Yes, correct. So uh, dark stuff, dark stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I looked up this on our beloved Futurama Wikipedia, which didn't have much, but then there's also the infosphere.org, which is a different Futurama wiki, maybe. Okay. And I really enjoyed the original Futurama wiki did not have a ton of additional information, just the plot of the episode. And then the only other section is their classic ongoing themes section of death, mm-hmm. near death and mutilation of just like listing who almost died, who was bravely injured, that kind of stuff. So nothing too interesting there. But on the infosphere.org, they have a section for goofs, which is very much the the xylophone sound getting hit twice. I'm sure someone was (laughs) fired for this blunder. Let's see. In the scene that takes place on the Penguin's Unlimited ship, on the Penguin's Unlimited ship, I don't know what that means. The hands of Free Waterfall Senior regularly turn green. So don't know why that happens. Um, Okay. In the dinner scene, Zoidberg says he sees, quote, some rabi- ravioli with only two shoe prints in it. However, the only meal that was thrown was, fry, was fries, and he's clearly having spaghetti. <laughs> I hope someone got <laughs> fired for that blunder. Oh, yeah. my God. Incredible. I want to check uh, out this, this business with the, the hands. The green hands. Green. It's probably it's just a mittens it... now. Well, it says in the same scene, whether or not everyone is wearing gloves varies from shot to shot. So it's probably some sort of mittens, gloves, goof that's going on. When is he on? When are they on the ship? 
Wait for it. Oh, I see. There's the Penguins Unlimited ship. Okay. Everyone's clapping. Green hands? Nothing yet. I don't know. Maybe they fix this in post-production. Maybe. Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing anything like this. And then the third goof is, this is like a continuity error almost. In the beginning of the episode, Leela tells Fry that the cookies he's eating produce a large amount of garbage. But in the episode, A Big Pile of Garbage, Leela tells Fry that in the future, the world recycles everything, making her observation irrelevant. All right. Good. I, I found it. This is accurate, actually. Hold on. Okay, what well. what timestamp are you at for, for listeners at home? Okay, so this is at three... There they go. Okay, so sorry, like 333-ish. All right, so there you go. Check it out yourself. Yeah, you should look at it. <laughs> it <laughs> okay, does happen at that least right twice. Now. 333 gloves. Oh, green hands. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I mean, I don't I know I don't know anything about animation, but I wonder how that happens. Like, is that yeah, that's weird, like, right? <laughs> like re-render that they didn't like finish up because it's like just for half a second yeah i don't know very odd but yeah who are the winners of this episode winner the orca <laughs> the orca gets to eat fry and zoidberg like repair their relationship have continue their loving relationship lots of losers i got to imagine like like the professor isn't winning because i think the the delivery was a disaster i think they spilled mm -hmm. all the oils that's not a winner penguins all die the hunters get killed so not a ton of winners yeah a lot of losers in this episode a lot of penguins that lost this hunter slash environmentalist guy definitely a loser yeah yeah, yeah a rule about the, if you die loser. you lose yeah yes so Yes. Okay. Next week's episode, Alex, I'm going to get you to guess it based on the title, but I think you're going to know this episode, season three, episode 10, the luck of the fry. -rish. Oh, I'm very excited for this. This is the fry's brother, vague memories of like four leaf clover kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't quite remember all of the emotional beats that go into this, but I know that it kind of ends with fry reminiscing and thinking about his brother. Yeah. So I, I, I always felt like I liked this one more than the dog episode in terms of like emotional mm -hmm. resonance at the end. I thought the dog one is is like too easy of just like animal sweetness. <laughs> so I'm very excited to see if this holds up. Yes, me too. Me too. I haven't watched it in a long time and I think I have often avoided it because it makes me feel too many things. So very yeah. excited to revisit <laughs> this one in detail. Yes. Anyway, how can people get in touch with us, Alex? Have I missed anything? No, let's let's wrap this up so you can get in touch with us pod of tomorrow at gmail.com or at pod of tomorrow on Twitter. I, I also wanted to call out good old Mark from from August when we when we took our break to do the current season. Good old Mark had just written in saying he's he listens to all of our episodes. He said something quite quaint of he's been working on putting a patio up all summer and listens to our episode <laughs> while putting the patio up, which is just a delightful thing to hear. Yes. It really does always make me feel nice when like uh, a while ago we got some stuff from like students of like, oh, I always like listen to your podcast, like walking to school and stuff. I do like hearing what people are doing when when they listen to us. Jeremy yeah. recently said, I forget what Jeremy said he does, probably walking somewhere. Often in the grocery um, store. <laughs> yes, right. Of course. Playing audio of himself in the grocery store. <laughs> but Mark said that he wasn't going to listen to all of the new Hulu season episodes. And so I uh, just wanted to give him a shout out now that we're back into episodes that he's listening. Thank you for emailing in mark yes thank you mark we appreciate you and hope that you will are rejoining us now that we're back so, yeah. I, and, and i'm very curious how the patio went uh you know we're yes. out of summer now so 
Uh, yes, hopefully you finished building it. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. All right. Well, with that, join us next week where we will be talking about season three, episode 10, Luck of the Friarish, and we will see you then. Bye. Bye.